When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, but what we want to do now is, and Ben's gone to a lot of work on this, so Ben Francis, who produces the show, um, you might have heard him before nine o'clock if you just joined in, he saw the name Tom Jordan, uh, a New Zealander playing rugby for Glasgow, and he featured and starred for that club in his first season. And what interested him is he wondered whether it was a Tom Jordan that he might have gone to school with. And in fact, it is. Uh, O'Rewa College. And it's an interesting journey that Tom Jordan's taken to end up playing professional rugby in Scotland. So, Ben, I'm going to throw this interview over to you, my good man. Cheers, mate. Yeah, so uh, Tom Jordan first signed a professional deal with Glasgow in November 2021. He'd been playing in the Super 6, which I'd say is equivalent to NPC with uh, the Ayrshire Bulls. Uh, he had a first training session when Dave Rennie was at the helm as well. His journey began, uh, his professional journey has been uh, all in Scotland, and I had to start off by asking how things are in Scotland at the moment. Yeah, really good. It's sunny over in Glasgow today. It's finally picking up over here in the UK so not quite the same as Auckland but no nah, it's been a it's good man feeling good yeah uh, good stuff uh firstly before we really get into it I don't know if Craig told you but uh I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a little shameless plug but we actually used to go to the same school and we actually used to catch the same bus yeah Craig um did mention when I actually said when we first I think when you first got in touch with Craig he said oh you know, some guy from New Zealand, he's working a radio show, and he, he said you guys were on the same bus together. I was like, just trying to rattle through everyone. But I think you're a couple of years older, but I definitely recognized the face when I saw the photo. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> but see you going well. Well, that's, that. well that, that's good. So uh, at, least, at least I'm not making that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, mate, we're here, out here to talk some rugby. So can you tell us a bit about your journey in rugby? You, were, of course, born here, didn't play professionally here, but you've ended up in Scotland. So just talk us how you ended up over there. Yeah, so straight after school, I went down to University of Waikato. So was in the sort of academies there with Waikato and played for Hamilton Old Boys. So was there for a couple of seasons. And, no, it was awesome while I was doing my uni Um yeah, had a great time down there. And then as I finished up uni, I, I've i got a UK sort of ancestry visa. Well, I got a UK ancestry visa and I was like, you know, let's either move home or get, and get a job or try just have a go overseas and see a bit of the world. So chose that and came over to a club at, um, called Air, which is about an hour south of Glasgow, not really knowing too much. It was a semi-professional league just starting. Um Thought I was just going to be here for six months or so. Um, really enjoyed my time. And then obviously, as I came over, COVID, COVID hit. So came back for a few months through COVID and then was like, nah, I still want to go and give the UK a crack. Um, really enjoyed my time. So I flew back over about, it's probably July, June or July 2020, sort of mid-COVID and got invited to train with Glasgow Warriors as they sort of opened back up again with professional sport. And yeah, just 
sort of bided my time there for a for a season or so, and then yeah, managed to this season play a good good amount of games, and yeah, been enjoying my time since then. So no, nah, I've been loving it, and no, nah, it's a bit of a strange journey. I was a bit older than most people to sort of go professional, but you know, it's been an awesome awesome experience. Met so many really good lifelong friends now over here, and yeah, I'm loving it over here at the moment. Yeah. Um, I was doing some research, and when you had your first training session with Glasgow, that was when uh, Dave Rennie was uh, running the team. Is that correct? Yeah, that was right. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, he's yeah. obviously he's obviously gone on to bigger and better things for sure. But no, he was um, it was there was he had a quite a quite a few Kiwi boys, Kiwi and Aussie boys over at at the time. So I think that's a good thing with Glasgow. It's such a it's quite an international team. There's so many boys from all over the place. So. Yeah, it makes it feel quite like home, to be honest. <laughs> did Did you know any? Did you know much about Scotland or the United Rugby Championship before heading over, or was it literally just I don't know much, but this is an opportunity. Let's just take it. Yeah, I think with most people in New Zealand, it is sort of like that. Like, I don't think people realise how big sort of the competitions are over here. You know, you've got Europe and you know the URC that we're in. You know, involves you know, South Africa, Italy, and all the UK um, countries as well, Ireland, Wales, Scotland, like, it's a huge competition and with some really great teams. And at the time, I didn't really, because I guess I was coming over to a semi-pro team, I didn't really know too much about it. But definitely looking back, even at NZ now, I think, yeah, a lot of people don't really realise how big sort of the competitions are here, especially the Europe, like the Heineken Champions Cup and all of those like they're huge competitions and you know the fan fan bases and everything in there is huge so yeah i didn't really know much at the time but now that i'm here it's like it's just crazy what sort of level um all of that is really how, how was it um trying to do everything during that covid period i think you from what you said i think you were over here at first then kind of moved over and you know, lockdowns galore here, lockdowns galore over there, and so much uncertainty. So, how how did you manage that period? Yeah, it was um, it was obviously, I mean, it was really tough for everyone. Um, I think we were, I sort of land on my feet really with coming in to train with Glasgow. Is I think one of the first sort of restrictions that was opened up was allowing professional sport to sort of get going, get a bit of entertainment into everyone's household again so I think we were I was lucky in the fact that I was able to get in and train with Glasgow where they the, the games were sort of starting up again because you know so many of my other mates who playing rugby they just had nothing you know for so long sort of in, in club land just because you know restrictions and all of that so yeah it was definitely tough at the time and moving over sort of in the middle of COVID was I mean people could look and say it probably wasn't the best idea, but no, I definitely um, was pretty lucky and sort of landed on my feet being able to come and go in and train there and, and just be involved in full-time rugby for, you know, a whole year or so while everything was sort of still locked down. So then that's kind of everyone's sort of rugby dream is just to do it full-time. So um, it was awesome just to go in and train pretty much every day and yeah, and enjoy it. So that was, that was definitely Sort of a lucky thing that I managed to get through there on. So yeah. Did you expect all these opportunities to come your way when you first went over there? Not really. To be honest, when I first came over, I thought it was sort of 
just to go and get a bit more rugby and a bit more experience and just try something new. And my plan was originally to come back and, you know, come back and try to give rugby and NZ another go and, you know, keep pushing in those regards. But, um, yeah, I just sort of, it just sort of how it worked out with COVID and everything. It just gave me a bit of, bit of an itch to get back over and, yeah, I never really thought of it working out like that. It was never my intention, but I guess as you just go and you sort of travel and see more of the world, you just realise there's a bit more out there and a more to see. And yeah, I thought when I first came over, I didn't quite um, get to do all that. So definitely just trying to make the most of it now with obviously all the other perks of living over this side, like the travel and and when we get time off, you know, we're so close to everything as well. So just trying to make the most of that before. Um, coming back for sure would you describe your journey as i would say unique because lots of guys when they um move over the kiwis when they move over to europe they've usually had a bit of a stint in new zealand and then they think you know oh, we'll, we'll go try something new but this is actually the start of your journey so are you are you glad with how things have played out so far yeah no for sure i think um looking back i mean during the time it was it was quite tough for sure you know i wasn't um, I didn't play obviously any professional, well, top level rugby in New Zealand with minor ten or anything like that. You know, I was always quite on the cusp of it, um, in and around there, but just never, never fully cracked it. Um, so yeah, it was tough as I sort of got older and I was thinking, you know, there's definitely times where you think, like, you know, am I good enough or that sort of stuff. But you know, I've always just really enjoy training and working hard. And I guess that's sort of like the basis that I've built my game on. And, you know, I just keep working, working and, you know, eventually got the opportunity, but yeah, I think it definitely is unique. You know, a lot of people, like you say, crack it when they're a lot younger and then they have those opportunities abroad because New Zealand's such a huge rugby nation, you know, all the competitions in New Zealand, New Zealand are highly, highly rated. So teams over here love it. Um, so sort of to come over without that sort of experience, it was definitely a little bit tougher. Um, but looking back on it now, after having, you know, a season now of professional rugby, I definitely think, um, you know, it was a good time. You know, I could have maybe cracked it, you know, when I was a couple of years younger, but, you know, maybe I wasn't as prepared as maybe what I was now. You know, I've been through... Um, a few different teams and and learn things along the way. So when I finally got my sort of opportunity, I felt, yeah, I'm 100% ready where maybe a few years ago, you know, you would have been ready and who knows, it might you might not have gone as well and, and maybe that could have been your only chance. So I think it's worked out really well. I'm glad it's worked out how it has in the end. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with how it's sort of progressed and I wouldn't trade any of the experience I've had and, those other teams at all because some of the memories I had with Air and the Ayrshire Bulls were, you know, some of the some of the greatest rugby memories I've had as well. So, you know, I wouldn't trade any of those for anything else really. Good stuff. Uh, we're catching up with Glasgow Warriors first five. Tom Jordan here, born in New Zealand, but playing his trade over in Scotland. Uh, two Scottish uh, teams in the United Rugby Championship, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Uh, both things full of lots of experienced Scottish players. So how's it rubbing shoulders with some of these guys that are that are playing at the highest level? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Scotland as a whole nation has definitely shown to the rugby world, like they're, they're ready to compete. You know, they're, 
I think they're third in the Six Nations, you know, the highest they've ever come. And some of the players there are, you know, world-class, you know, and we, I think we had about, they just announced the World World Cup squad. I think we had 14 or 15 boys in the World Cup squad. And, you know, how starting 15 usually on the weekend is, has about 13 Scotland players, 13, 12, 13 Scotland players. So you really are rubbing shoulders with, you know, some of you know, the best players in international rugby. You know, they gave the All Blacks a good run for their money this year in the Autumn Autumn Nations and, you know, beat England as well. So I think for a country that probably a few years ago was probably looked at as maybe a team that was just there, they really are competing now. And I think all of those boys have really, they've really taken their game to the next level. So, yeah, it's like anywhere when you're round boys who are, really pushing it on an international stage. It really lifts the whole sort of culture and performance of the team. So I've definitely I've definitely learned a lot from those boys as well. And there's some experienced heads in there too. So no, it's definitely definitely a great side to be a part of. Um and yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from them as well, which has been awesome. I don't know your contract situation, but I know you have been over there for a few years. So are you potentially going to be another kilted Kiwi? <laughs> um, well, I've, I've have been here for about three years now. So I think, or maybe just over, I think I've got about 18 months still to qualify as Scottish, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm still on for another couple of seasons here. So I think I'll qualify during that time, but We'll have to see, you know, everyone wants to chase the black jersey still. <laughs> as, as but I don't think they like the foreigners either um, changing allegiances too much either over here. <laughs> uh, well, there's, there's been there's been quite a few who have done it. I, I think Sean Maitland was one of the, the greatest successes who have done it. Um, but a bit about your time on the field, mate. You made your de- debut against uh, Benetton. Uh, do you remember the moment you found out and what that whole experience was like leading up to your first professional match yeah it was um yeah it was I wasn't expecting to play sort of at the start of the season I was thinking my goal was sort of just to play one game the whole year really um and one of our other first fives picked up a bit of an injury so I thought oh I might could be on the bench here and then I just got named to start and I was a bit yeah but a little bit not thrown off but wasn't really expecting it um, but I guess the cool thing over here is, you know, I guess in NZ you'd get on a bus and go to the game. We um we're off to the airport in our own chartered flight off to Italy to play. You know, it was a pretty cool experience to travel over and do it like that. So it was no, it was awesome. Um it's still a bit of summer heat coming in Italy. So no, it was a it was an awesome experience. We unfortunately didn't play our greatest and we we lost that game. Um but no, it was awesome just to – it kind of felt like a getting the monkey off my back almost to finally, you know, get my first professional cap. And, yeah, it was a really – it was a really great moment. I was really proud of – really proud of that. But, you know, after that, I felt like, you know, I had so much more to give because it wasn't really the performance we are after. And I felt, you know, I can definitely – sort of after that game, I felt, no, I can definitely do it, um, play at this level – and I know I've got so much more to sort of grow and and build into. So it was it, it was a great moment, and definitely after that, I felt like I had a lot more to give. So no, it was it was an awesome experience, and I, I was really proud of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
of course, uh, playing the United Rugby Championship, uh, you play against multiple, you play in multiple countries, Wales, uh, Ireland, Italy, South Africa. Do you have a favourite venue to go to other than Glasgow, of course? Oh, geez. We, um, we've played in some pretty cool stadiums um, along the way. Obviously, haven't played in all of them, but when we went to South Africa, it was pretty cool to go and play um, at the shark stadium. I think it's the Hollywood Bets stadium, I think. And they've got like, <laughs> like a jacuzzi and a slide and the end goal <laughs> and people and like bars around. It's quite, it's pretty cool. Um, and also we played at um, the Emirates stadium where the lions play in Johannesburg, which has obviously had so many unbelievable test matches and stuff like that throughout the years. So it's a pretty historic sort of stadium. So yeah, to play there was pretty awesome. wasn't packed out, unfortunately, because obviously it's a huge stadium. But yeah, it's been cool just to play in some cool places around the world. Um, and you sort of travel different different countries and experience some different cultures and stuff like that. So I'd say definitely the South Africa um, trips are a highlight for sure. Um, something that I was experienced for the first time. So no, it was it was cool to go over there and and play in some of those stadiums and the heat as well bit of a break from the from the Scottish winter going over there to about 30 degrees and the and the sun was pretty bit of a shock to the system but no it was definitely an awesome experience for sure it sounds it uh and one fixture which I think is well, I think it's quite big personally um and I know it's certainly big over there is the 1872 cup games against Edinburgh I believe that you I I, I think it was at the second game you had a man of the match performance and helped Glasgow retain the cup I don't know where that I didn't I didn't get named man of the match. Maybe my hat my name was thrown in the hat, maybe. Um, but I scored a scored a try, my first try, I think, for Glasgow there. But I think that that's the stadium also I forgot to say was uh Murrayfield. That's where we played that game. I think we had there was a bit over twenty five thousand people there. So that was a pretty cool experience. And yeah, to win the eighteen seventy two cup as it's a two leg um aggregate game um yeah it was it was awesome you know one of the oldest i guess domestic rivalries in the world so that was that was an awesome experience and yeah to win that was was pretty cool i think it was 150th year as well of it so no so many i guess milestones for that game and yeah i guess i went all right to be fair which was good score to try so no, it was an awesome atmosphere, awesome experience, and yeah, definitely one of the highlights for the year for sure. So that was definitely up there. Uh, can you talk a bit about the state of rugby up in in the north? I'm not too sure how much attention you pay to stuff over here, but uh, no, got you know, of course, Super Rugby, but you see dwindling crowd numbers and less interest in some of the competitions. Of course, you see the New Zealand sides win more often than not. Um, so overall, what what is how is rugby up in up in your part of the world? I'd say it's pretty. I'd say overall it's pretty good. Um, I think, I guess fans wise and attendance wise, it's pretty consistent throughout the year. Our stadiums, not all the stadiums are huge, but when they do sort of get those big events, um, big games, you know, crowds do turn up. Um, you know, you can see in the, I guess the Europe semi-finals with Leinster and Toulouse they were playing at the Aviva and it looked pretty full there there was the 
the URC semi-final between the Bulls and the Stormers. I think they had about 40,000 people going to watch there, which, you know, shows that, you know, people, I think the fans over here are really supportive and they sort of love their team. You know, they sort of diehard fans. They show up every week. Um, So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty good up here. I think people, for how long the season is with how many games, you know, I think we play 25 at least games a year, not including finals. So, you know, with all of that included, I think, you know, the sort of the commitment and turnout from sort of fans is quite, quite high. You know, I think probably the only thing with Scotland is it's quite a big football city, I'd say, with, We've got the Glasgow and uh, the Celtic and Rangers rivalries, which are massive in Glasgow. So we're probably not the biggest rugby city, um, but for the other sort of countries that are, they get pretty consistent turnouts throughout the year. So I think overall, it's it's pretty pretty good up here. Uh, I'm sorry I have to bring this up, but I just wanted to know how your shoulder and your hammy is after what happened on the weekend. Yeah, I know. I sort of, I've done myself a bit. A bit of a dirty there. I've got a red card and um yeah, just waiting to hear back with sort of what's gonna happen. But I it's probably not looking great, but so I probably miss out on our final in a couple of weeks' time potentially. So yeah, a bit of a shame there. But no, I'm actually all right. It was a I had a bit of like a neural a neural pain and like sciatica nerve sort of get got struck and my whole leg just sort of stopped working. So it's eased up a little bit now, which is good, but yeah, <laughs> didn't really help me in the time. So yeah, apologies. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but for those that didn't see, uh, yeah, Tom got a red card in the uh, quarterfinal loss to Munster. Nice. I it was. I thought it was a great effort, considering you were you were hobbling along uh, to to get Connor Murray. Um, and I don't know if you heard the commentary, but it was quite ironic that they were talking about that you guys had no backup first five on the bench. Yeah, I think. Uh, we went with, we always go with the six-two split on the bench, and um, our coach Franco decided to go without a ten. Um, so I kind of knew I was going to be in to sort of go the whole game, and then yeah, Miami started going at about twenty-five minutes, and then yeah, got red card about twenty-five minutes in. So put the boys bit gutted. I put the boys in a bit of a tough situation there. So yeah, I can can blame the loss on me there, which was a bit a bit gutting but yeah we've got uh obviously that was the quarter final for the urc competition but we're we'd already qualified for the european challenge cup final against toulon over in dublin in two weeks time so hopefully we the boys can get up and finish the season strong which would be awesome i think it's the first time that glasgow's um in a european final so huge huge game for the club really um in the city, really. So hopefully the boys can get the job done. So I'll be cheering them on if, if I'm not out there, but fingers crossed for now. Right. Well, that was going to be my next question asking about that, but I feel like you covered that. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that one. Uh, of course, this year, you know, great year from yourself when you ended up winning the, the Warriors Breakthrough Player of the Year. How was winning that award? Yeah, it was It was awesome, really. I, I wasn't really expecting to win anything. I didn't really know the awards. And then I think when... They'd read it out. It was a bit of a surprise, but yeah, just it was awesome to be recognised in an award like that. You know, it's always it's always really nice to be 
be recognised and get an award like that, um, you know, it shows that you know, I guess your coaches sort of and peers sort of believe in you and see and see that you're going all right. So no, it was it was really awesome and really humbling to get an award like that. And um, you know, it was good to just to reflect at that point what how the season had gone so far before the finals. You know, we'd we'd had some great wins and we'd have quite a successful season up to there. So no, to just be a part of that and um, get that award was really great. I'm just was really grateful just to have all the opportunities I have this year to sort of express myself. As I know, a lot of boys sometimes can be limited with games. So no, I'm just grateful for every opportunity that I got out on the field. So just trying to make the most of it every time, really. So yeah, I was really, it was really awesome to um, be recognised there. Yeah. What part of your game do you think you improved on the most this year? And have you got any like work-ons as you kind of look towards next season? Yeah, I definitely think, obviously, as a 10, the sort of game management side of the game is huge. And sort of your kicking game and just knowing when your team's going backwards and going forwards and sort of what you need to do to put your team in the right parts of the field, especially, you know, the weather... I guess we play in a bit more than than back home. You know, it's a bit, you know, it can be a bit more of a kicking battle at times. But Glasgow, um, we've got always had a run, sort of run first counterattack mentality. So we always have a go, but then, you know, you need to be able to read when it's actually not going forward, when to kick. So I think that's definitely something I've learned a lot of. We've had, you know, we've got a lot of experienced tens like Duncan Ware, he's played multiple times for Scotland and um, various other clubs as well. So, you know, yeah, I think that's some of the big learnings I've had. And I definitely know sort of going forward, I can bring a lot more to the game, sort of decision-making and accuracy as well. And just being consistent week in, week out. Um, something we all strive for, I guess, as professionals is, you know, being as close to perfect as possible. Um but yeah, that's definitely something working on. And yeah, I feel like I've definitely built a lot this season, but I feel like I can definitely grow a lot more and bring a lot more to the table. So no, it'll be a big off season for sure. And yeah, ready to sort of rip into next season as well. All right, Tom, I've uh, kept you for long enough. So I've just got some like real quick questions here for you, some, some short snappy questions, and hopefully we'll see what answers you come up with. Uh, the first one is, uh, what school did you hate playing the most at Oriwa? Oh, probably Westlake because they always beat us. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fair enough, mate. Oh, there's going to be a few people quite happy with that answer too. Um, next one is: Have you noticed yourself picking up any of the Scottish lingo in your own vocabulary since you've been there? Not, I don't. I don't think I use it too much, but they always say "we." It's always, "Do you want a wee drink or?" A- we something you know <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> i always say well like you're right mate when the accent but i can't do the accent that well but <laughs> i don't really want to get the accent to be fair so <laughs> uh rangers or celtic um i'd probably say rangers just because it's what most of the boys support and it's closer to where i live so i'll probably just off that basis go rangers but yeah, keep the head down low when you're supporting those teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iron Brew or Alan P? Oh, nah, Alan P for sure. 
LMP for sure. Iron Brews, it's unique, but I don't think I could drink every day. LMP is nice though. Reminds me of home as well. It's really good. Gonna have to bring some over for sure. Uh, haggis, yes or no? Yeah, haggis I like. Black pudding, nah. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I don't know if you have tried this, but of course, you know, fish and chips over here is quite a staple. And I know in Scotland, it's either you have it with your salt and vinegar or brown sauce. Do you have a preference? Oh, I'd probably, I'd go salt and vinegar, but not too much because if you, they just drench it and it, honestly, and it's just like a soup. So you've got to be careful with the portions there. <laughs> Uh, and the last one, mate, is uh, what's the one thing you miss most about New Zealand and you can't say your family? Because I know that's, an probably, that's, a, that's a given. Yeah, I'd probably say the beaches and just sort of the sort of coastal lifestyle. You know, obviously up in – I was up in Oriwa, went to school, you know, right by the beach. So Glasgow's a little bit more city, bit more of a city. So, yeah, I think I definitely miss the beaches and sort of the outdoors a bit more. Yeah. Well, Tom Jordan, thank you so much for your time here as a fellow former Oriel College student. Great to see you doing well and playing at such a high level. Uh, all the best, and hopefully we can chat again soon. Uh, it's been a privilege and a pleasure catching up with you. No, thanks for having me. It was awesome chatting. Cheers, Ben.